Hello. Hello. How are you doing? All right, thanks, mate. How are you? Not bad. This is Football by Numbers, the podcast about numbers and the footballers who wear them. Badly. Yeah. So uh, every week we are just going to uh, pick a number, um, talk about which players wore that number who shouldn't have been, and then we're going to put them in an all-time 11 of the wrong footballers who ever wore that number sort of thing. <laughs> the wrong Yeah, the wrong yeah. wrong FC. <laughs> we, uh, so last week we did number fives. Yeah, yeah, we did. And we, we didn't actually reveal... Um, winner of no, the first episode. We so got we a bit carried away about Zidane's the whole, headbutt. Yeah, the whole purpose of the episode, we um, we forgot about. Yeah. Um, we, we, we kind of settled on, was it going to be Zinedine Zidane when number five or Lee Sharp? Yeah. And we just kind of petered out <laughs> on Zinedine Zidane. Yeah. So just to clarify, um, we would like to give the first birth of the all-time wrong in 11 jersey to... Zinedine Zidane for wearing number five at Real Madrid. Yeah. So Zidane, you'll be happy to hear. It's been a long week, I'm sure. His people have been in touch. That's, you know, that's all. We, all we yeah, say. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, this week, what? which number are we going to go for this week? We, uh, we've we decided on, what was it, number two? We're talking about number it? two. Yeah. Uh, episode two, number two. Kind of not happy about that. <laughs> didn't didn't sound as good as we wanted. It was we were going to pick a number, the episode number, and then it'd be like a different shirt number, and it would all sound different and higgledy piggledy. That but we fucked that up in the first. Yeah, we, we panicked at the end of the last episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So last week we talked about uh, who I supported, Sheffield Wednesday, but we didn't really talk about who do you supported. Uh, so as a kid, and I'm guessing you still support them, not like me, who sort of ran away from his team. <laughs> I do. I, I so I'm from uh, in between Derby. In Nottingham, um, I think I mentioned last week, and um, yeah, unfortunately, I um, support Derby County um, for my sins. It's yeah. uh, it's a cross I have to bear, um, and some, certainly the cross that I will be passing down onto my children and nearest and dearest. Because um, it, it's highly unlikely. Do you that plan on living in Derby <laughs> later on? You know, or probably bringing not. Up children there, probably not. Um, but they are still going to support Derby, right. so you know okay, don't, yeah. they mustn't forget their roots. Um, yeah. and I think it's or char- your roots or my roots, <laughs> my roots. And I think it's more it's character building for them when you when you support a small Shit. provincial, slightly shite team mm-hmm. um, with an excellent fan base, by the way. Yeah, um, mainly because there's not that much else to do. Yeah, um, but. Uh, you end up kind of having to kind of take a lot of shit at school. And I think that's good for them. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure my kids will just have a lot of shit to have to put up with generally anyway. I'm just, you know, being ugly little twerps. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I won't be passing on Sheffield Wednesday, but I don't know what I'll do. I, what I think I'm going to do is let them make the decision because uh, I, can't, I can't be trusted. I've already been... You know, I've already had this uh, this responsibility and I fucked it up the first time. I'm not going to do it to them again. Very no- noble of you. Anyway, um, so, uh, so yeah, so Derby was your team. So what was like, who was your favourite player then when you grew up? Um, so so I, was, I was a kid of the Gabbiadini, Kitson, Johnson, uh, Holy Trinity. Yeah, okay. Uh, but Paul Simpson was my favourite player, Simo. Who's he then? I so he now, him. I'll tell you who he is now. Go on. Quite high up in the FA. Really? Under 20s coach. Yeah. Um, and he still has a wonderful left foot. <laughs> How do you know that? Just from like holding the door open with his foot while he's carrying a tray of teas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like a wonderful left foot doesn't start to stop on the pitch, Brian. No, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know that because I'm right footed. Uh, <laughs> and he was, kind of he, he was assistant was he manager. Then? He was assistant manager at Derby Shore. Um, was he, he was, he was, was a, he a striker. Tricky, tricky dicky left winger. Oh, right, Number okay. 11. Oh, like you aspired to be, even yeah. though you were really a number three. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Because I always thought, like, just in me, it's one chop or it's Gabbiadini. That's kind of it. That's the only two, like, Derby players I yeah, can sort Gabby, of really know. Uh, Marco Gabbiadini now runs a, um, a small B&B in York. Have you ever FYI. stayed in it? I'd love to. Why but don't I, you? But I haven't. Um, Quick plug there for Gabby's. Yeah. Uh, why haven't I? Because I haven't been to York. <laughs> <laughs> I've had no reason to go to York. Well, maybe okay. I should make that. The you reason. do now. You yeah. do now. Yeah. So, I like the thing, one thing that like sort of uh, <laughs> that, that I just thought of earlier <laughs> as well before we got on uh, before we came on air was that um, that Derby was one of the like we've got the same the, the Wednesday and the and the Rams have got the same sort of um, we we've got a connection which is that we both had Puma as a kit brand. Puma in common. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, in the nineties, late nineties. Yeah, but um, but you were one of those teams that were like just so shit that you had a uh, <laughs> had Puma as your sponsor and Puma as your uh, brand name, which is like that's a bit shit, isn't it? Like, yeah, and I don't think the Derby commercial team back then were sophisticated enough to suggest that they pay more for that. I oh, think... what, so it's a bit like Sports Direct Arena, just on, <laughs> yeah. just like just all over your yeah, kit, basically. Yeah. Like they do it like St James's Park. And I don't think we were kind of have the had the prestige of a Barcelona to suggest well. Why don't we donate the, um, the the shirt space to the Qatar Foundation? Right, yeah, or like some other kind of more worthy cause. Yeah, although they, they, Barcelona just started with no sponsor, didn't they? And I always it thought did. that was cool. But then, yeah, and then you look at Derby and you're like, oh, Puma, Puma, mm, that doesn't look very good. Yeah, it was an upgrade from EDS, um, <laughs> auto windscreens. Nice. That's like an um, old-fashioned, just solid trading company. You know, yeah, when that... when men were men and terraces were dangerous and you know commercial deals at the time were going for a song uh, whereas <laughs> now they're going for like millions and millions of dollars to um online betting companies right but that's the yeah that's that's the market that's the modern day we live in now Brian. Um, people don't use tools they just have an app <laughs> yeah if i if anything breaks in my house first of all i ask bonnie if she can fix it <laughs> and then if i can't i throw it in the bin and buy a new one and uh yeah like i'm happy with that if i've got a, if my bike sort of breaks you know if I get well not even brakes if I get a puncture I'm straight on my phone seeing where's the nearest bike shop I'm well, not gonna, yeah, I don't you, have to fix that myself you go and you go and find a proper man who can, <laughs> exactly who yeah. can actually fix these things yeah or woman yeah, yeah, yeah. man or woman Just yeah, yeah, somebody true. with with real craft skills and 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 kind of the the, the mental capability of being able to fix something <laughs> Football by Numbers, the brand new football podcast, available now on the internet. So, Tim, why don't you tell me um, what boots did you have as a youngster? I feel like I'm on Parkinson. <laughs> uh, boots I had as a youngster. So, yeah. uh, so the very first set of uh, boots I had were um, these like uh, boots that had no brand discernible brand i think my dad had just oh, kind right. of got them from a shoe shop yeah <laughs> yeah so you don't like you didn't get them from a sports shop they were just like from clark's or something in like just one of two pairs of boots that yeah. were like and so they didn't they weren't really kind of proper boots but then i went from one extreme to the other mm-hmm. um got into the kind of under under tens team at San Diego town and uh, was was offered up a pair of Predator boots. Really? Yeah, and they were the kind of so the ones with the massive um, stripes down the side. Yeah, um, I know the ones that looked a bit like kind of dorsal fins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and How, had like the really thick, rubbery. Oh, they did because um, they because as they fins, got as they yeah. got as they progressed, they just started to really slowly realise that they do absolutely fuck all. Yeah, so yeah. they just thought, well, let's save some money on some rubber here, and just like you know, instead of having actual like alligator sort of 
grooves will just have like small, slight, thin ripples. Mine really work the, the, like putting on a pair of tuners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like really rubbery, kind of like with dorsal fins. Did they do anything? Did they improve your game? Well, like I, I really, really wanted them to mentally. So, yeah. so, um, so they does that at least, I think. Yeah, may, maybe, but I, but I, I think they made absolutely fuck all difference whatsoever. And I remember kind of like having, you know, when I put, so I unpacked the, the, the boots was absolutely delighted I didn't even ask for them and yeah. dad has kind of surprised me with this oh, pair of dad, Adidas, nice one. Adidas Predators a little wall they used to kind of knock the ball against <laughs> yeah 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 so I put them on straight did away did you have a wall that, that was your house wall or was it like just the wall down road uh, like in Hovisad for had, had to had to had a house wall uh-huh. which was good for um, uh, precision practicing um, so I went and put, put the Predators on yeah um, and I went to show dad how much more accurate and powerful my um, my striking capabilities become, and like just looking over at Dan again, yeah, 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 they've made absolutely no difference whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a waste of 120 quid those were. And your dad would have known that when he was buying it. Yeah, probably, but I think he he's kind of the type of character who um, likes to think of himself as as savvy to the marketing man's overtures, but falls right. for them every single time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. he's so he's. Um, so, and also probably out of like pure desperation for wanting his son to be better at football. <laughs> Just chuck money I'll at the try problem. anything, yeah. And it's www.footballbynumbers.com. So, number twos, you know, let's describe a number two. So I so I I I've, I have some thoughts on number twos because yeah. they're 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 a definite personality type, a yeah. person who wears a number two. Yeah. Um you know them when you see you see a number two. Yeah. Um because uh, <laughs> so for me they just scream like limited ambition straight away yeah 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 <laughs> steady it is yeah but that kind of very very limited ambition um they would be um on time at a party yeah um uh but not necessarily that you'd want them to be there on no time at i wouldn't party. want a number two at my party i'd be like you know you can come in but like you know, did you bring anyone else? Like, and then, <laughs> then two's there. And if it's your party, you're like, I'm. Did you bring? The, did you bring Craig Oldham? We number ten. He'd, <laughs> he'd normally bring a couple of birds on along the way. No, number ten's no. not turning up at all. He's like, <laughs> he's turned up like hours later. Yeah. He's got a story to tell. He's probably if he's not wearing the ten shirt, he's like topless because he's yeah. like lost it on some like amazing adventure. You're like, oh fuck, yeah. Well, ten's here now. Come on. <laughs> Whereas two, just be, you'd resent him so much. You know, you was, like, you would. I'd, because what I think what we're getting here is like number twos are generally kind of um, just not, you know, they're not dislikable people, but, you know, you don't, there's no respect for them in the change room at all. You don't really, uh, it's a, a position bland. that no one really, really wants to do. Like, I mean, at least with a left back, there's a bit of, you know, you've got some penalty takers in professional football. There's penalty takers, there's free kicks, there's corner takers, because not many people are left-footed. When so. was when was the last time you saw a number two, uh, a right-back, yeah. trot over diagonally from one side <laughs> of the pitch to take a corner? Never. Doesn't happen. No, no, I've never seen that. Leighton no. Baines does it every week, mate. Yeah. I think all the only people that... Do, like, the only thing that... The only responsibility that two has is basically just to be just to take throw-ins, basically. He will own... If you try and take a throw-in and it's sort of on that side, he'll fucking go mental at you. So I have so I have a, I have a, a list of um, uh, chores that, <laughs> that a number two has to carry out on the pitch. Okay, yeah, yeah, go on. So 
because they're not normally physically imposing, yeah. they have to stand on the post for corners. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, but they're but they're kind of that they would probably consider themselves half decent communicators. So not as good as the uh, centre backs. Yeah. But they would bark at everyone else to mark up. Right. Okay. So that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of their job. Right. Front post and bark at everyone to man up. Yeah. Um, they would also probably consider themselves good at pass backs <laughs> but not trusted enough to put it on the keeper's correct foot. yeah, yeah so yeah. they would sort of pass it back and then turn and be like job yeah. done i'm Good. off and, and almost celebrate that as yeah, well exactly, like, exactly or tell you about it afterwards or at half time do you just remember that that pass back do you know what the, do you know what the real shit kind of right backs used to do yeah. like the kind of lights of Warren Barton or Jeff Kenner yeah. would be like to, to kind of almost um, distance themselves from any future fuck ups that the goalkeeper may <laughs> del- may may uh, may do after result of their back pass. Uh, okay, yeah, they would like trot off like more quickly than they would otherwise <laughs> to yeah. kind of go. That was such a perfect ba- back yeah. pass. Like I'm I'm already over here, mate. Like I'm 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 done and i'm in the second i'm in the yeah i'm, I'm, I'm receiving was... my next pass basically <laughs> yeah. now like i've given it to you you give it to them you know what we practice in training <laughs> there's going to be some like 40 yard diamond sort of formation going on but uh no 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 they'll sort of play short and then like oh that felt that didn't feel good i'm just gonna not look back because if i do that's <laughs> that's you yeah. know then i'm culpable here so i'm just gonna trot um, away um i tell you what else they um they would probably do is, is yeah line balls so okay. they kind of, you know, they... they what they do you mean would, by a line ball? Well, as in, they don't really know what to do with it after receiving the ball maybe once, twice, three times too many times that they were kind of anticipating in their yeah. half. After that, it's up the line. Yeah. It's up the line and to kind of get Jason Wilcox to go and run after it. Yeah. Mainly just out, I think, as well. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be yeah. like, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't even curb. It would just go straight, but just sort of gradually... The angle takes it out. Yeah, and like a real fade. Yeah. yeah. You said Jason Wilcox, you meant Ripley, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Come oh, on. That's, that's you. You're left back. Oh, that's really embarrassing. That's yeah. really embarrassing. Um, and then, yeah, very good at throw-ins. You yeah, know, they just of, take ownership of that. Yeah. And that's like, yeah, mate, come on. Like, anyone can take a throw-in. You'll just, you know, <clears> take it. You can have it. But, like, let's just do it quickly. If I'm here, I'll take it. You know what I mean? You don't have to run over. I've got it. I've got it. And then, you know clean the ball on a dry day. <laughs> and I'm talking mainly about two, like right backs that I played with or number twos that I played with, but like, yeah, you know, not professionals. I think we, I think like I mentioned last week, how like the def, how full backs have, have definitely taken on a greater sense of like responsibility. They're more integral yeah. now to the modern game. We're not talking about Kyle Walker. Yeah. Or, or you know, Danny Elvis. Or Danny, you know, like 45 million pounds, you know, kind of tattooed, cool guys who are like quick and passive actual got ability yeah we're talking about 90s limited people limited on the people. pitch and off <laughs> personality and you know with with their feet and with their mouth um but like yeah yeah i mean gary kelly was a good right back though i used to like him because he i don't know he sort of he would sort of he, i think he carried the the boringness of a right back that you needed but then would also kind of be a um would also kind of get forward sometimes and you know there was a good I, sort of I, I don't know I liked him he used to dart up there he, he was uh, he was he looked very similar to to Ian Hart <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, who would play a left back yeah they yeah, both yeah. had like very very black hair and would gel it with wet look gel. Yeah, really pale, really well, probably the most Irish looking fullbacks like yeah. in the Premiership. But yeah. like 
Yeah. I mean, you, you get another one and you're not far off the cause. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, my name's Duncan Ferguson and I'm absolutely delighted to say you're listening to Football by Numbers. Yay! So, Tim, anyway, um, what, uh, number twos that you played with, have you got any? That, like, from when you were uh, in youth football back in the day? I do, I do. Uh, so, one player in particular sticks out, and again, I'm unsure whether to not to reveal his real uh, identity, so we'll just call him Lee Tobinson. <laughs> <laughs> and Lee, um, so Lee's dad was uh, the assistant manager. Okay. So we had an in with the uh, with the management. Right, classic right back sort of uh, characteristic. Away. Right, there. In, he's in there. <laughs> so you, you you had to be careful what you said to Lee because you knew he was um, you know he had, he had a foot in both camps. <laughs> yeah, even yeah. even at nine ten years old. Yeah, he, he had his, he had the manager's ear. But I do have one one story about Lee, which um, that was it. So we used to play um, like a you know in the summertime uh, like a five a side tournaments. Oh, I love them. And they were great days, weren't they? I'll never forget this. I, the, Lee had the ball in acres of space. It was five sides, so it was um, uh, blow head height. Um, <laughs> not that that makes much difference, but what Lee decided to do on receiving the ball, he was in acres of space. He was in the right back position. He decided to, um, instead of like trying to look for players further up the line or kind of maybe play, play a pass inside or an incisive through ball, yeah. he decided just to pass the ball out of play <laughs> what <laughs> because because I think oh and, and my then, god and then, that's he, and then he turned around and screamed well there's nothing on like, well <laughs> I don't just give oh the my bo- god that's infuriating How, what's what hang on so did he so he got the ball and he just kicked it outwards yeah he just but also like in the sideway he didn't even try to like play possession football oh and try god. and get the ball further up the line <laughs> he just kind of passed it out and kind of, and then remonstrated at the rest of the team for not giving him any options oh Oh so God. I think so, so for me that just like that moment and yeah that you know, sums up ten years two. old kind of really summed up um, that <laughs> lack of kind of ingenuity or kind of um, ability yeah um, yeah well that just shows he's just got like no like um, like ambition or yeah. like or like just confidence in himself so instead of just like because you, you could even just like try and like curl it up the line like we talked about earlier and just like just do. You know, one up the right to Jason Wilcox. But like, so, but he just sort of oh. just turns and passes it sideways and then sort of just and then sort of shuffles back, to, back into position, back into on position. Five, in a five-a-side. Yeah. That reminds me, actually, like my, um, when I used to play, um, it, when I was at primary school, we had a, um, we used to play rounders and there were these two twins, the, the, the Kennedy twins, Claire and Elizabeth. And um, when they would, uh, when they'd be up to bat, they were just... Instead of trying to like you know hit it somewhere, they would just hit it downwards <laughs> at the floor and then just run to like first, first base. base. And it's like that yeah. just sums up. That. Do you not have any Come dreams? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where are you now? <laughs> when you start out in life like that, this was a primary school. Like you know, the whole world is ahead of you. You got like the world is your oyster, and you're hitting the ball down like that. Where where do you think they are now? Um, I, I see them pop up on Facebook. Nothing remarkable. <laughs> uh, you see some sort of uh, working for the local council. Yeah, some sort of Ford Mondeo lifestyle that's going on. Uh, what about Lee? What's he up to? Is he um, uh, is he still passing it out to the side? No idea. No idea. <laughs> Probably stayed in touch. Metaphorically. Was he any no. good at football? No. 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 Can we slag him off a bit, please? <laughs> uh, what was he like as a person? Was he likable? I mean, because was he a bit of a snitch? Like, uh, you know, sort of a snitch, like uh, the, you know, a suck up to, yeah, to the manager. Yeah, I remember, like, his, his dad actually, um, 
Boney Tobinson. Um, <laughs> he he uh, so his dad was quite fun, a comic a comical character because um, he used to take training quite regularly. Yeah. And, um, I don't know if you've seen recently. There's been some stories about Frank De Boer, who recently this would date the podcast, but recently yeah. um, uh, was sacked by Crystal Palace. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, like one of the rumblings coming out of the training, uh, coming out of the ground was that at training Frank De Boer used to um, like play in the in the practice games and oh, kind of right, like, yeah. as a 47 year old kind of ex Dutch <laughs> international like yeah. school all these um all these like Premier League footballers yeah and but Tony Robinson used to do the same hang on with... I thought you said his name was Boney oh Boney Boney <laughs> Boney <Shit>. Tobinson <laughs> Boney Tobinson used to do the same with with us as like nine ten really lads. like the guy from the Fast Show yeah like I'll um I'll, I'll take the throw-ins mate uh <laughs> oh, right okay uh, I'll take I can throw it further so yeah. like you know you get back get back get back this is going to be a big one yeah. you just take free kicks as well really like... then we just shout at himself come on Tony you're better than this <laughs> we had um, so like my number two was um, was Craig Jones who I went to um, I went to school with like good friends I used to like go up back to his after school and like um, play in the garden like usually like whip him like eight one or something like that. <laughs> but again, he was a right back. So he was sort of um, always like one of the first team, well, first players on the team sheet. And, um, but just utterly just quite shit at football technically, but you know, was just reliable. Um, Did he have a good ball? Uh, that he had at home is <laughs> yeah yeah like... definitely although sometimes I think I'd bring my bring ball bring your ball <laughs> yeah. yeah then you can play yeah <laughs> so anyway um, so yeah Craig was you know pretty shit like uh, you know fairly likeable as a person but also kind of annoying as well I, I, Craig if you're listening I'm sure you won't mind me admitting that um, and then um, yeah he was just uh, yeah just quite limited at football but his dad was um, the the main character in the family, Brian Jones, he would be the, um, he would drive us to away games. So um, I lived not quite near Craig. So he would drive us to away games. He'd run the line and was just basically a fucking cheat. He would just <laughs> constantly like, you know, everyone in the whole like so, game. So he was, he was running the line. He was linesman. Yeah. Whilst also kind of presumably coaching his son. Right <laughs> yeah, back. yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Craig, come on, come on, push up, tell him to push, push up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not Northern, but you know. <laughs> and, uh, and But yeah, but just ge- generally just cheat. Like, you know, sometimes you're like, Craig, like, Brian, you don't have to do that, mate. Like, you know, we are, we could get back for this. Like, <laughs> and, and, you know, because, or like, just be smart with your cheating. You know, like, don't, you don't have to call offside every single time. Like, that, that, <laughs> that was, that went straight to the goalie anyway. The, 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 the forward wasn't going to get that. Um, and then one game I remember we were playing and he um, he was just being like especially cheap it was an away game like somewhere in some weird place in Hertfordshire like in one of these small little village towns where they're all kind of you know they all know yeah. each other and um, some, some one of the other guys dad sort of clocks the, the cheating going on in the first half so in the second half he sort of comes round to that side of the, the pitch and starts like giving him the verbals and sort of telling him like you know, I know what you're up to and uh, as Brian's sort of running up the line one time, this guy sort of says something. And as Brian runs past him, he just clocks him with the elbow straight in the face. With the, with the, the flag elbow as well. <laughs> well, no. That he, he clocks him with the elbow, apparently, first. I was playing the game, so I didn't know anything that was going on. Then we sort of hear this commotion, we look over, and then that's when you see Craig's dad, <laughs> like, just whacking him with the with the, with the the linesman what's, flag. What's Craig's calling for offside? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad! The ba- <laughs> we've done it, look, see, we've got this one. And it's like, oh, no, no, he's beating up a fan. <laughs> 
Pie. Rob Jones is the name and playing it safe is the game and I'm here today to talk to you about contraception. You may have heard of double marking but I'm here to tell you about double bagging. I lived in Liverpool for years and let me tell you STIs are not something you want to take lightly. That's why I invented number two, a double layer dual system prophylactic that guarantees you get the all clear no matter what the playing conditions. Order yours today while stocks last, please. Okay, first up, um, I would like to put forward the defensive midfielder slash boxer box midfielder yeah. who's been wearing the number two shirt now for this will be his second season, yeah. Premier League, um, Frenchman, yeah, uh, mid twenties. Okay, I think uh, I'm getting it. And uh, was signed by Man United uh, from Southampton, oh. and now plays for Everton. Ah, oh, Morgan. Morgan Schneiderlin. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Morgan Schneiderlin wears number two. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? And uh, he, yeah, he's a centre midfielder. So um, he, yeah, he he he. I, I, so normally, like um, what we would like to do here at Football by Numbers is extensive um, research on your behalf. So yeah. naturally, I turn to Google first. <laughs> okay, yeah. And um, on typing his name, Morgan Schneiderlin, the autocomplete. Yeah. Um, then gave me Morgan Schneiderlin's wife. Oh right. So okay. I thought, okay, all right. Well, that happens a lot, doesn't it? Because I footballers, or, or just, just, just <laughs> by typing anyone's your own name. history. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just autocomplete. Brian, you want to see the wife, don't you? See if you've got a chance. <laughs> so Morgan Schneiderlin's wife. So that the the uh, squad numbers did extend into their family as well. Um, in that um, Morgan Schneiderlin's uh, uh, wife. Yeah. was um, seen wearing Morgan's uh, squad number ah. whilst she was working a shift in a local sports shop in Manchester. So she works in a sports shop, but he goes out with her? Yeah, well, the Daily oh. Mail headline that I've got, like, the, the, I've surfaced this story from, so it's yeah. probably absolutely bollocks, um, is uh, she's a, she was, um, so it's t- two years old now, was a, uh, he was a £25 million a Devils United uh, superstar footballer and she was a £10 an hour shop girl um, but yeah I just enjoyed how she wore she adopted his squad number as a sign of um, uh, it's like solidarity. solidarity oh okay oh, I thought you said that she'd like he'd met her and that's what she was wearing when they first met let's go with that <laughs> sounds much more romantic Daily Mail yeah true. yeah yeah so so he wore like he wears number two at Everton now though, he wears he? number that's two at Everton yeah. Manchester United yeah. so like he moved there like 20 million and uh, and yeah so like really do yeah. like that's like there's a lot there's a big responsibility I think that comes with like being like uh, you know 20 million quid isn't that much these days is it but like right. but like still like if you're gonna do that and you're a centre midfielder don't wear two that looks fucking weird like <laughs> And yeah, like even 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 though now right backs are way trendier, like yeah. Kyle Walker, etc. I still don't think um, is that where we've got to. I said, well, I still, well, I still don't think that I a right a, a centre midfielder is still better on and off the pitch <laughs> than a right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't try and like pretend to be a right back all of a sudden. Yeah. Do you think that's what it is? I don't know. Well, who was the right back at Everton? Tony Hibbert? <laughs> I think he's retired, mate. Has well, he? Well, yeah, I think so, yeah. so But they should have retired the shirt if that's, if that's <laughs> what's going retired. on. Yeah, 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 like, don't give it to, like, Schneidlin. That's just weird. Like, And I think, didn't they have... Um, well, hang on. Little, uh, I think I've got my, my next one, actually. Yeah. So so my one, I think I've got Aruna Kone. Yes, that's a great so, show. So he went to Everton, but I don't think he wore number two at Everton. He'd moved from um, from Wigan. So he was wearing number two there, um, wore it at Levante before that. So as a striker wearing like number two, that's like odd. Um, 
and then and also like wears it for um for Ivory Coast. So what does, does he like being second best? <laughs> no idea. I think actually I've got some notes here. I think he said um which I think is generally a pretty pretty decent reason actually. Um <laughs> I played with this number in Spain, and when I saw it was the only number un- available under 32, I thought, why not? <laughs> Hopefully it will bring me good luck. And it did, because he went to Wigan. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, But then I think um, with Varuna Kone, like, um, I just like him because he was like a black guy with blonde hair, which I think I've always been quite into, like, with, you know, not in in life, but just in uh, on the football pitch, like, like uh, JJ Okocha with, like, the ginger hair and, like... I mean, he, he really shouldn't be wearing number two with, with that approach to haircuts. No, 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 exactly, yeah. Because, I mean, that's, you know, Gary Kelly, yeah. know, kind of brushing forward. <laughs> yeah. Genev just kind of maybe stripped over Do you think he side. was channeling Barry Venison? <laughs> Do you think that's what he's doing? But even then, it's not long, but it is blonde. It's yeah, lovely and blonde. Yeah, that, it's that, the hair Colin Hendry really wanted. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it is. Um, that actually reminds me of a story. I went to um, I went to Gennaro Capetuso's birthday party once. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I saw um, I met Ibrahim uh, uh, Bar there. So um, oh bloody hell! Do you remember him? Okay, yes, I do. I want you to tell me everything. So uh, I think just before the '98 World Cup, uh, like leading up to before, like when they made like the squad selection, I was. Um, I went to France with my mum. I went to watch a, uh, a French game and. Went to um, went to a sports shop. I was like, right, okay, I want to get the French shirt with like the name and the number on the back. And the woman was like, you know, right, Ten and Zidane, yeah, that's what you want. That's what everyone's getting. And I was like, no, 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 no. Decided I was like, no, I want to be cool here. I'm going to get Ibrahim Bar number thirteen. I thought it was really cool. Black guy, blonde hair, thirteen. He's like bucking all the fucking trends. He's like, you know, I don't play by your rules. All the trends in Stevenage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and. Uh, and then uh, it turns out he didn't actually make it into the squad. So I had that on the back of a French shirt. <laughs> so when I was at, uh, it was in Dubai about like eight years later. And um, he was at AC, he was playing for AC Milan. They were on a, uh, on a... On jolly? A, yeah, they were on a jolly. And I think it was during Ramadan. So they didn't have, um, they were, they, it was Gennaro Catuso's birthday party. And there was nowhere to go and party. <laughs> yes. And one of my mates, Theo, who's like a bit of a chancer. Um, he uh, sort of spotted Paolo Maldini at a club and sort of started chatting to him. They're like, we need somewhere to go for Catuso's birthday tomorrow. It's Ramadan, what the fuck are we going to do? So he um, sorted it out, hired like some sort of top room of some club in a hotel somewhere, invited all the fit girls from our office. <laughs> and then, uh, and then yeah, and then we all went there and it was... Uh, it was quite a wild. Well, it wasn't a wild night. There was just some boozing and. So some, did so. So you met uh, Gennaro. Yeah, yeah. So well, I sort of saw him from a distance. I've always, I've never fancied my chances of Gennaro. Like, do you know what I mean? He looks like someone. Actually, or <laughs> no, I just feel like if you went over to and try to chat to him, he'd just be like, he would just stay down, and you'd have to walk off. He speaks very good English, apparently. Does he? Yeah, because oh, he, he lives, played in played, played for Rangers. <laughs> I say right. English. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a version of. Yeah, um, but yeah. So anyway. Back to the bar, I spotted bar at the at the end of the bar, and yeah. I was like, "Fucking hell, this is my moment! I'm going to tell him." I, he needs to know this story, you know. I, I I am one of the maybe like the eight people in the world <laughs> who has a shirt, a France shirt with Ibrahim Bar thirteen, and I was, and that was the, and you know, the, the funny thing is, you didn't even make that World Cup, and they won the World Cup, and you weren't even in the squad. <laughs> so you said you said exactly yeah. that, so. and he was sort of like, uh, you know, sort of shrugged his shoulders and was kind of like, oh. 
Well, thanks for reminding me of that. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and then I sort of realised, oh shit, like that's no, of course that's not. Probably didn't wanna... like the you know whilst every whilst all your kind of um, teammates and uh, people you've played with for at least a couple of years on the run up to that World Cup, watching them do that, and you're not in that photo. You're not even Lenny Pidgeley. <laughs> you're not yeah. even David May. You're not yeah. even. You can't even get your knees dirty. And yeah, get in that you picture. can't even put shin pads into your socks and do a John Terry. You're <laughs> just watching on telly at home. Yeah, and, and I you reminded, reminded him of, him of that. <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> but then I got distracted because I saw Andre Pirlo, and I was like, "Cool." He was, he was smoking um, Marlboro Reds. And of course I was like, he was sorted. That is so cool. Of course he was. Andre um, Pirlo, Maldini as well. If you ever get the chance, just go uh, like up to him and just sort of examine <laughs> how just how much of a beautiful specimen of a man he is. Like <laughs> so impressive as a person. Yeah. Uh, I think he had a black um, American Express card, which is, you know, you know you've made it. What does that get you? Um, Just loads of (laughs) I'm going to quote Eastbound and Down here. Um, (laughs) Like, Platinum card gets you Jonas Brothers tickets. (laughs) Black gets all three of them sucking your cock. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, this is the new Conservative MP for the Tyneweir constituency, Peter Beardsley, and I implore you to listen to the Football by Numbers podcast every week until they stop making them, which I expect will be quite soon because they're lazy bastards. Take it away, Mark. We've had Schneiderlin, we've got Kone, who else you got? I'm going to go, um, so, uh, ex-Fulham, Spurs, now it's Seattle Sounders. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Is it, um, is it Blint Blempsey? <laughs> it's Clint Dempsey. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Clint Dempsey. Um, yeah, so he wore number two at uh, Spurs when he, signed yeah, from, that, yeah. when he signed from Fulham a few years ago. Yeah. I, think this, I think they signed him for about eight million quid. Um, yeah, he'd done the. He'd. I think he was Snap. part of the Fulham uh, team that got to the Europa Cup final yeah. under Roy Hodgson's tutelage. Yeah, yeah. And he, I think, he, I think there he was wearing number eight. I think if memory serves. And then he went over yeah, and picked up number two. Right. Yeah. Um, and I yeah, just thought, why? Was well, he that, why? why, Clint? Why? <laughs> um, and apparently, he used to wear that number when he was at college. So the, the the I don't know if you know much about that, but the college isn't that an system, American word for university? <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. It is for tertiary education. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, but the college system out there is kind of also your passports to like a professional sports life as well. Right. Okay. Yeah. And um, he used to wear um, uh, number two uh, for his college team. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Um, I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, I don't, I don't understand why you would wear number two if you're like, I'm guessing he was like the best player in the, in the, the entire country for about, for the last 10 years. Cause you know, so why would you, why, you know, you would want number, you would just go for 10, nine, anything like, you know, you, you know, wouldn't go two. Didn't they used to call him juice or something like that? <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. That's, um, I, well, do you know that he's, um, a, a rapper? Oh, so this is why then? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's um, actually. Did you not know this? So he's a um, no, he's a um, he's a uh, hip hop rapper guy, right? And he's got a what, uh, act- what like actually a hip hop rapper. Uh, I think well, he's is. got a um, 
I know he's, he's I've seen his videos. So he's got a, uh, uh, yeah, he's made like a music video. Do you want to hear it? Should we, should we play it for the listeners? Listen, let's give him a little listen. like the roots of a tree. Thinks I gain a sport, why not you sign me? Because I got on my job and made the game ferocious. I was born with the drive. I got that from your coaches. Big hawking dudes, spitting truth in the booth. Stop dropping, roll up. Whoa, that was good, wasn't it? Classic so, Clint there. So that's so he really did have an alter ego. So in the, in the time that. Uh, that track's been playing. I've quickly had a quick uh, Google. Yeah. And he really did have a, a alter ego calling himself Deuce. Yeah. And I can't I couldn't find out specifically why he was called Deuce. That was really pain, painful, but it kind of ties in with the number two, I guess. Yeah. I think Deuce like, can mean I think when two. you say I'm going for a Deuce, that means I'm going for a shit. A number like two. A number two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, so that's his yeah, that's his name. I think so he's really like loving being like number two, but it's like Clint, come on, mate. Don't put it on the back of your shirt, mate. <laughs> yeah. Plus you're attacking midfielder. Yeah, and with those big guys. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You could like you could be anything you want to be, and you went for a number two. That's yeah, just you, very strange. Yeah, you're an attacking midfielder, that's like a glamorous position. And you you know, you weren't bad. So no. you probably could have gone, you know, at least for a a number eighteen, if number eight wasn't available, which I think yeah. Jermaine Defoe had at the time, so you could yeah, you could bump him off that, get him on number nine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyone else? Who else you got? Um, Abu Dhabi. Oh right, okay, yeah, Abu Dhabi, yeah. Yeah, another marauding uh, centre midfielder who who bagged the number two shirt. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Okay, can I take this one? Go on. What have you? Did you get him as well? Yeah, I think, and I think this one's like a great contender because, like, when I'm, I think when we were thinking of this, like, this whole thing, like, I was thinking of uh, Abu Dhabi. That always used to really annoy me when I used to see it because he he was a he was a player who sort of uh, evoked frustration and just uh, and you were just kind of yeah he just he was such a such a weak sort of character wasn't he and then with his with the number two on the back it sort of kind of made sense you're like oh right you couldn't even pick a good number <laughs> but he was i mean so he i think in what 10 years at arsenal or eight years or however many years he was there i think he mustered up like 13 appearances kind of yeah. like continually injured <laughs> yeah 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 and i and i i think on the one hand you kind of go yeah um maybe maybe physically um weak or kind of injury prone yeah but mentally, you know, at least he kind of kept hold of that number two shirt. <laughs> yeah, but then, yeah. But then you kind of go after how we've dissected it. Who wants the number fucking two shirt? Yeah, yeah. I suppose they were like, he'll be like, I'll have it. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, of course you can have <laughs> that. You can you can sit on the bench and yeah. uh, or in the, you know, in the treatment room and just keep that number on. That's fine. No one wants it. Lee Dixon used to have that shirt, mate. <laughs> no one's yeah. interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Loren. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, Loren. no, Loren didn't. He had number 12. Oh, he um, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, so I think he he was definitely somebody who you felt well, you know, he just came across as maybe a little bit work shy as well, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so well, definitely, yeah. So when I looked him up on Google, which uh, you know, I definitely, you know, I'm going to be doing all the time throughout this whole podcast series. Um, the one thing that I found about him was uh, the way they described him in three words was languid, elusive, and athletic. Which I think, uh, you know, that's two out of three isn't bad. Um, <laughs> I'd say the, uh, another fact I found out about Abu Dhabi um, uh, was that he has done his accountancy exams. <laughs> really? Wow, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, Lovely yeah. fun fact there for yeah. you guys. Um, just, you know, well, he had lots of downtime. Yeah, I suppose, the yeah. Injuries, so he's kind of clearly hedging his bets. <laughs> yeah. But if you think about it, like if you're, if you're a footballer, like a multimillionaire footballer at that, 
or maybe he's got a couple of mil tucked away, but nothing that's going to be life-changing for the rest of his life. Yeah. Um, maybe do something a bit more exciting than accountancy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you, you could like... I'd, pro- I'd probably do law and like try and become a, a, uh, an agent. Oh, or, really? Yeah. Know, something, something a bit more kind of rooted in, in, in what you know as a footballer. Yeah, I suppose it's like, it's not sexy, but it's not as not sexy as being an accountant. Yeah, but then, <laughs> but then I guess, maybe this is why he was a number two. Very limited ambition. Yeah, okay. And it kind of, it, yeah, it starts to all make sense now. That's why he was <laughs> was wearing, or kept older than number two. It's like, well, what if one day I become an accountant? I'm have to look back on this. I don't look ridiculous and yeah, be wearing number 10 or number 8. Yeah, yeah. If, like, if my like future clients look at my uh, CV and see I wore number 10, they'd be like, I'm not fucking trusting him with anything. He's going to fucking use all my accounts to buy a yacht and then fuck off to Monaco or something. Um, yeah, no, no, it's, it's, you know, it get, it probably, probably very sound um, uh, numerical decision-making there from... Abu Dhabi. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Okay, well, let's have a little break, and then uh, when we come back, we'll do our uh, Playing for Time feature, and then... Um, decide. Yeah, we'll decide, and we'll actually tell you um, <laughs> who's actually going to win at the end of this episode, hopefully, if we remember. All right, this is Nancy Delolio, and you're listening to the Football Be Numbers podcast. Sven, where are you? I've got your Viennetta here. Where's he gone? I have to where's me picking facts and all. I think he's hidden them somewhere. Uh, so uh, we are now going to our regular feature. We did it last week. We're going to do it again this week. Uh, playing for time. And here's the theme tune. Playing for time. You time wasting bastard. There you go. Lovely, wasn't it? It's good. Enjoy it. <laughs> Enjoy your voice in all its guises. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, my um, my little gripe. So basically, the um, the the premise of uh, playing for time is generally just talking about other shit that we like. Uh, you just, know, that isn't related to numbers. You know, but um, it's a metaphorical chaise lounge. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just kind of gets you know, just talk, get stuff off our chest that relates to the word of football. Well, it doesn't necessarily relate to the. To the specific um, format of this TV, yeah. TV show. Although, um, having said maybe one that, TV show. having said that though, um, <laughs> I uh, I am going to talk about numbers this week, and it's the generosity of uh, Rude Hullet. All oh, right, okay, go on then. <laughs> so, um, do you do you know what I'm sort of getting at here? So, Rude Hullet was um, primarily <laughs> <laughs> was primarily like a number ten when he played at AC Milan, like legend, big dreadlocks, tash proper 80s sort of like icon yeah um and by the time he moved to chelsea he was sort of like actually do you know what i'm going to move back to being a center back i'm too too slow now to be uh to be a center forward well yeah he was in the toilet of his career and he was also playing manager yeah that's right yeah 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 so um what but what i think what he did there was instead of like um he was number 10 at ac milan and i think he probably had been somewhere else uh, before he came to Chelsea, but I don't know who that was because you know, <laughs> just haven't really researched that. Um, so, um, but yeah, he. Um, but the time Samp he Gloria, got, maybe was it Samp? Pick. Yeah, maybe it was Samp. Maybe it was Samp. And uh, so, by the time he got to Chelsea, he was like, right, do you know what? I could take my number ten shirt back with me. Here. I'm going to go play centre back. I'm going to be a sweeper, um, but I'm better than that. I'm actually a man of integrity. I know what a centre back should wear, and I know that I'm not a centre forward anymore. So, uh, Gav, you keep number 10. Gavin Peacock, hold on to that, mate. Look, look you, you, I can see you taking it off. Put it back on, honestly. I'm going to wear number four. 
And I was like, wow, that is... What a guy. That is absolutely incredible. What, a, what, a, what a gesture of <laughs> numerical generosity there. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that's maybe what turned Gavin Peacock into being like a born-again Christian? <laughs> when he saw that moment of like unbelievable uh, generosity is from, that what, from a one human being to is he actually uh, Is he actually a god-botherer now? Yes, yeah, yeah. So he he, um, he didn't renew his contracts with the BBC a few years ago. If yeah. you can remember, um, used to be a pundit. Yeah. Um, on uh, Football Focus. Yeah. He's now a minister in Calgary, Canada. <laughs> really? How the yeah. hell do you know that? Yeah. Um, I've just got my sources. <laughs> got my sources. Wow. Um, yeah. He. Yeah. He. he, he he's, he's, he's a good-looking he, guy as well, isn't he, Gav? Yeah, he, can you remember he had the little Perez, the Robert Perez before? Yeah, Perez. yeah. But I remember just, I just remember him just looking. He had kind of a bit the, like the young Robert De Niro's about him. I think like mm. he could have like gone on and done anything after this. Yeah, but he did. He did go off and but do he, anything. He, he, went, he moved to Calgary and yeah. became a pastor. He got a direct line into the big guy. <laughs> really? So back to uh, well, talking to, to, to about the big main guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, rude. I thought that was just like just it's such an incredible sort of like uh, generous thing to do and. Um, Magnanimous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, so I just wanted to... Uh, I know that, like, normally we're going to sort of, you know, just complain about things or slag things was, off, but yeah, I just was, thought, you know, like, I think... Um, less of a know, slag rude. off and more of a homage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine to do homages. Yeah, yeah. So, Rude, <laughs> if you're listening... Oh, I doubt that you are. <laughs> but um, thank you very much. That was uh, really beautiful. And Gavin, thanks you too. <laughs> Anyway, right, so we are at the end of the episode. Thank God. It's been a <laughs> um, you'll be thinking the same, listener. Um, so this we get to the point now, right? So we're going to decide who it is. Like, who do you reckon? I think it's either going to be Kone or, um, or DRB. Yeah, I would. Uh, so so I, I would probably um, choose Arena Kone. Yeah. Haircut, position. Yeah. Um, ability, yeah. kind of outstripping any number two who has ever worn um, that number before. I'd say. Yeah. Okay. Um, and certainly doesn't come across to me as a type of character that is in any way um, a number two. I think he'd be a right laugh. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't look like a number two, does he? Um, but yeah, I, I, and I think I want to have an argument for uh, for for Abu Dhabi here because I think he was. Um, yeah, I think he was just. A, he stuck with it for so long. I mean, I know that Coney's worn it for Ivory Coast for a long time, but sort of Coney sort of just sort of bat, you know batted around at different different but let, numbers. But let's like, be clear on this: the, the the idea is is like you've got to choose players who are kind of almost at the opposite ends of the spectrum who should never have gone anywhere near that number. Yeah, Abu Dhabi, whilst being injured for the vast majority of his career, was trained to be a fucking accountant. <laughs> okay, yeah, like he's a steady Eddie. He's a boring kind of unambitious man who okay. who was already hedging his bets whilst on the treatment table at Arsenal. Okay, well, do you know what I was actually could not be try more number two. you towards Abu Dhabi, but you've actually won me over with the accountancy sort of like card. Um, okay, so we'll go with uh, Abu Dhabi this week. Um, Aruna Kone. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> we'll go with Aruna Kone. So, um, yeah, okay. Well, that was another episode, wasn't it? Another one down. Number two. Nine to go. Two. Yeah. Um, okay, so which uh, which number are we going to do next week? Uh, next week we are doing uh, number nine. All right, well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, cheerio. Cheers. Bye.